and welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss the future of the beauty and wellness industries with the people who know them best. I'm your host, Priya Rao, beauty editor at Glossy, and today's guest is Ali Melnick, general manager of women's shaving brand Flamingo. In this episode, Ali talks about how Flamingo was spun out of fellow brand Harry's, the importance of educating your customers, and taking the stigma out of the hair removal category. Hope you enjoy the episode. Today on the Glossy Beauty Podcast, we have Allie Milner, the general manager of Flamingo, a new women's body care company. Hi, Allie. Hi. So tell us, Flamingo came out of Harry's, which is the direct-to-consumer shaving company. How did this present as an opportunity? Yeah, so... I've actually been at Harry's since we launched the Harry's brand. And for those that aren't familiar with Harry's, it's um, direct-to-consumer men's grooming company. Um, from day one, you know, as a woman, I felt like it's great. You looked around our office and you saw all the women using Harry's products um, kind of as a hack. But actually, there really wasn't anything like Harry's built for women. And as a woman who comes from a family with a long lineage of hair, it felt very relatable to me that there should be something better out there. And we started talking amongst ourselves, women in the office, but also talked to thousands of women outside of our office to figure out, is this just me? Are there other people? And actually what we heard is it's a pretty common pain point. The reality is women have body hair. Uh, and for 99% of women, they choose to remove it somewhere, sometimes. And for that, the process is kind of less than enjoyable. So how do we think about making products designed to better meet women's needs with an experience they actually, I dare say, like not enjoy, but actually find more pleasure in than what they're doing today? And so that was kind of the birth of Flamingo, but it's been a multi-year process. So would you say that you kind of saw this opportunity from the beginning with Harry's? From very early on. And actually, I remember some of our earliest focus groups. We brought in friends, other female friends, just to talk about body hair, which was this interesting thing. And we've done hundreds of these groups over the years since then. But, you know, I think one of the things that we learned really quickly was it's a universal thing that nobody really talks about. And for that reason, you may have learned from your mother, from summer camp, from, you know, sneaking it with your friends, but there isn't really this guide and this reference and actually starting to talk about body hair and like the truths about it and where it exists and all those issues. It started to feel like actually there's a real pain point and kind of gap in the market for this conversation and products that actually can help women with their needs and talk to them in a real way. Mm -hmm. Who do you think the Flamingo customer is? So, again, I think what's interesting about, if you think about body care and body hair as a starting point, uh, it's universal. All women have hair. And um, I think that's one thing that we found really early is there's a really universal need for these products. And so when we're speaking to women, I think we're really talking to women who want to think about caring for their bodies in thoughtful ways and have body hair as a reality, which again is a pretty wide audience. And we've seen from day one since we've launched Flamingo that we've actually had a really wide set of women coming in, people that have been using products for decades. We've had 60-year-old women. We've had 16-year-old women. We actually just saw on social media someone posting, I actually bought my daughter the wax kits and she's using it now. So it's a really wide swath of women. And I think it just speaks to the reality of this is a really every day part of women's routines. I think I read that, you know, there were one million Harry's customers that were using, that were women that were using the products. How do you think that even though 
shaving and hair removal is such a rite of passage, especially for teenage girls. Why do you think we aren't talking about it? Yeah, it's interesting. And it's true. We saw over a million women using Harry's products, which I think speaks to the fact that there is this kind of pain point and gap. You know, I can't speak to like society at large, but I think it's been one of these taboo topics that's been kind of relegated to the corners. And for some reason, women have been made to feel like that they are supposed to be these like hairless, poreless goddesses. I certainly felt like that when I was younger. I remember begging my mother to get laser hair removal for birthday presents um, in my teenage years, which didn't work for me. So I felt like I've tried every single type of solution and nothing's worked, um, but never really felt comfortable talking about it or having it. And I think that's just something that we've had in culture and society. I think that's starting to change. And I think with Flamingo, we want to bring those conversations out in a real way to say, if you have that errant hair, if you want to wax your mustache, if you want to keep hair in your arms, that's all cool. But like, let's be honest about it. That's just a reality that women face. How did you guys um, test or call those customers that were already Harry's customers that were women for Flamingo? What was kind of those focus groups? What do they look like? So, you know, we've talked to over a thousand women over these kind of past few years And a lot of it started with, well, frankly, we had a lot of early focus groups with women in the office themselves because they were women that also had these needs. Um, And then I think the thing that's great about the Harry's customer base is they're always really receptive to give feedback. And so we've just reached out and said, hey, do you want to come in? Do you want to share your experiences? We've done calls. We've done friend focus groups. We've done in-home sessions. So we've done a lot of different types of conversations to start to pull out what are those universal threads that we're hearing about what are women's common pain points? What are they satisfied about? What do they have questions about? I think we had this like long list in a Google Doc somewhere of questions around what people wanted to know that, you know, it was almost like I hadn't really thought about this since I was in high school. And the fact that I'm, you know, 36 years old and still have this question, I'd love for someone to help me answer this. And so pulling all that information together really was the foundation for how we thought about the Flamingo product suite, but then also how do we think about education to support that too. And so it was a fun iterative process. And frankly, we still do focus groups. Since we've launched, we have done a lot of outreach to our customers who have already bought to say, what do you like? What could we do better? What do you want to learn more about? And that's kind of going back in the feedback loop. Talk to me a little bit about your merchandising assortment, because um, it's not just razors. You have wax kits, you have body lotion. What was important about thinking about that suite holistically and together? Yeah, I think one of the truths that we found out really early on is that for 70% of women, they're using more than one format when it comes to hair removal. So it's not just razors that they're using, but they're using wax, they're using tweezers. There's lots of different things that women do to deal with body hair. And so we wanted to be true to that insight. And actually wax is another great format where it actually gets hair out of the follicle. It lasts longer. Um, We also felt like there's kind of not great options out in the market and we could do it better. Kind of our whole lens, every brief we start with when we think about our suite is what's the unmet need? What's the pain point? And can we make something better? Not just add some fluff to the world, but actually do something better for women. So felt like there was a lot of opportunity in body hair holistically. I think the other piece of it is it doesn't just stop with hair removal, but also thinking about the skincare piece of it too. And that's where our whole suite kind of comes together. So we have this great body lotion that, you know, I think some of the pain points we identified was women know that they should put lotion on, but 
they don't always do it. And there's this whole like naked shimmy where you're drying yourself off, letting the lotion absorb. How do you make it like super moisturizing but fast absorbing? Uh, with our wax kits, thinking about not just the hair removal, but how do you soothe and calm the skin afterwards? So actually having these um, oil-based calming wipes and serums to actually calm the skin back to health, because that's a holistic part of the process. And your wax strips, from what I've heard, um, have been doing extremely well. Why do you think that was? Yeah. I mean, frankly, I was shocked when I saw how well it did. We sold out within the first 72 hours of what was supposed to last for months. Six months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's just a lot of curiosity. It's one of those things that, and I felt this too, personally, when I started this whole journey, I'd never at home waxed. Um, But I think it's been this product that's historically been tucked away in the corner of the drugstore. Maybe you're embarrassed. Maybe you're sketched out. You're like, what is this thing? I think we kind of brought it out of the shadows and made it feel really approachable. And, you know, women have been telling us, I'm really curious to try it. And frankly, it's amazing. It's a game changer because now I don't have to think about going to like a salon. I don't have to pay a ton. I don't have to think about like scheduling an appointment. I mean, my Sunday night ritual is involving the waxing of my mustache or Netflix and wax. So I'm a big fan of it. How do you think that, you know, pairing with some kind of like influencers, like, you know, we just talked about Katie Storino from Mega Babe, who's yeah. a big proponent of Flamingo and your waxing kits. How do you think that's really kind of helped bring something that was out of the shadows into the forefront? Yeah, I think a big part of our Flamingo community and Katie's amazing example of this is really having an open, honest conversation and taking away that feeling of taboo and shame. It's amazing. Um, You know, she's shared on her social feed about Flamingo and her experience waxing and this errant hair that she had. And hundreds of comments poured in of, I have that too, and it's here, and this is what I name it. And I think it's just this unifying experience that reminds you that all women have hair and we should be real about it. And we don't have to wallow in it and, like, we don't have to be ashamed of it. Let's just have honest conversations. So that's a big part of our mission on our channels and part of our community too. And I think partnering and talking with women like us who kind of share that value. Absolutely. You know, editorial and guides have been a really big focus, I think, on your site. And I know that's something that Harry's really modeled as well. How do you think that process of education is different for men and women and with this experience? Hmm. It's interesting because I've spent a lot of time talking to men as well about what their needs are. And I think there's actually... Um, gaps on both sides and both for both genders people have questions I think one thing that can feel intimidating and overwhelming frankly to everyone is that there's can be so much information out there or that information cannot feel digestible and approachable I think a big thing we do with Flamingo is humanize it one thing that we experienced when we looked at the category was there wasn't that much education on body hair removal, tips and tricks, how-tos. And when there was, it didn't always feel like it was written by a human. It felt a little sterile. So how do we make it feel like it's a friend, a really knowledgeable friend that's talking to you and guiding you through the process? So that's a lot of our mantra. Uh, I think with you know women, we don't want to overload and overwhelm. There is so many resources out in the world, but frankly, there really aren't when it comes to body hair removal. And so I think that's an interesting sweet spot that we've found that we can really be a resource, not just with great products, but also great education. In terms of, um, you know, people kind of say that women are intrinsically more educated about these things, you know, that they're more in the know about beauty or personal care. Is that true? Like, what have you found in this regard? 
It's interesting. I think there's women that sit in all different buckets. It's hard to lump everyone in. There's some really savvy women, and we kind of saw this a lot when we brought friend groups in. There's the one that is the go-to expert, deep on Reddit threads, knows everything. And then there's the ones that might be hacking it by asking that friend, what are the shortcuts? What have you learned? And then there's some that are, you know, still learning some of the basics, too. With our category, with body hair in particular, um, it was actually a little bit more of a level playing field. There weren't as many people who felt deeply knowledgeable and there was still a lot of open questions, which is where we felt like there was an opportunity with Flamingo. Is interesting to see. You could be really sophisticated about your facial skincare routine, but your body care routine, you might not have really thought about as much. So you think there was a little bit of a disconnect there? Yeah. I think there was a real opportunity that we saw that we got excited by when we think about body care in general. I think it's something, you know, women are really being considerate about their bodies and wellness and um, and thoughtful about certain aspects of their routine. And I think they want to be thoughtful and considered about the holistic piece. And so we're there to fill in some of those gaps and support them on body care. In terms of content and just these educational guides that you guys are doing on the site or whether it's through Instagram stories or on Instagram, how often um, are you doing them and how do you kind of figure out what the sweet spot is within that? Yeah, I don't think it's a science. I think it's a lot of listening to the customers and frankly, you know, we do a lot, you know, we have a lot of resources on our website on Shop Flamingo already and then on social we're doing it pretty continuously based on you know, feedback we hear through our customer service team, what are the common questions that we're being asked, what's information that people just want more of. Are there certain, like one thing we learned early on was women were actually curious to learn more about how to wax certain body parts. Um, so not just waxing in general, but like the difference between doing my armpit versus doing my mustache. And so how do we actually arm them with that level of information? I think constantly on a daily basis. We are also talking to women one-on-one through our DMs and through our social channels, um, which is another way that we're getting feedback, but we're also answering questions in a more tailored way too. So it's really customized. How do you think those interactions are helping you spur new innovations or new products? I know it's only been, it's still early days. You guys launched in October, Yeah. but what does that look like? For sure. I mean, this is kind of the foundation of how Flamingo came to be was listening to women and hearing what were their unmet needs. We have been doing that already. We actually started doing some focus groups, I'd say two weeks after launch, we brought women in already just to start hearing, what do you think? You've tried the products. What do you want more of? So it's a constant listening process. And for us, again, like the cornerstone of how we think about product development is what is that unmet need or pain point and how do we solve it in a more thoughtful way? And so it really is constantly about listening to our woman and hearing what she wants more of, what she likes, um, and how we can make things better for her. Are there anything, other bestsellers within the categories that you guys currently offer that um, surprised you besides the wax strips? It's been really fun to see. So like our most popular product um, with the face wax right behind it is our shave kits, which is not just a razor, but a foaming shave gel and body lotion. Uh, which is kind of a holistic suite thinking about the before, during, and after care of body hair removal and the skincare piece of it as well. We've seen more than we expected women coming back and buying the shave gel, which actually one insight we heard early on is for some women, 
using shave gel is like a non-negotiable. They've always done it for a lot of women. They don't always do it. Maybe they're using water. Maybe they're using conditioner. <laughs> it wasn't a must-have. And frankly, I was probably a culprit of that, too. Um, and we've actually seen probably 4x as much as we expected women coming back to buy that shave gel, which actually just shows how much, um, I think, demand there is. And it's a really great product. It's super moisturizing. And I think what we've heard from women is the experience actually is better and they can actually feel that difference both on their skin and in like the quality of shave they're getting. So that's been an interesting learning. Maybe you guys should do more shave gels. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, actually, this one seems like it's doing a really, really great job. It's super dialed up on the moisture. Yeah. That's exciting. How do you guys think about, um, you know, I, I think Harry's kind of coined this in a lot of ways, was just thinking about the modern CPG company. How do you, you know, using customer data, using these interactions, really kind of build that to be a full suite of products? Yeah, I think, you know, it really starts with the customer at the core. I think there's no other kind of secret sauce besides at the heart of it is starting with who is this customer? How do we treat them with respect? How do we be thoughtful about their needs? And how do we build a suite of solutions that's really built around their pain points and their needs? And that continuous listening aspect of it is so critical, as well as just bringing a human touch. I think you forget that there's like a human on the other side. So whether you're interacting through our website or through customer service, how do you humanize the experience? Because it can feel really sterile, and especially in a category like body care and body hair, where it already feels maybe a little bit intimidating or stigmatized for the woman. It's like, how do you break that down and just talk to them and have a real conversation? So that's a big piece of it. Harry's was really kind of big um, around you know, the toxic masculinity piece Mm -hmm. that existed in men's grooming and men's shaving. I think we saw Gillette earlier this week do something similar. How do you think that women are responding to that? And how do you think that, you know, flamenco is really suited to be the answer to that? Yeah, I, I think at the heart of it, it starts with respect, respect for the human being, the customer. I, for, for us, for Flamingo and, you know, for Harry's as well, at the heart of it is like we have a job to be done. I think we started our companies because there's this feeling like there is a an unmet need and a product gap for what the customers expected and there was a lack of respect for that customer and building an experience and building a great product that actually meets their needs and how do you focus on that gap? I think that's the start of it and then from there you know, just being respectful of people's choices. I think there's no one right way or wrong way. And I think that over-prescribing or over-generalizing, whether it's gender or whether it's, you know, your choices around how you take care of your body, it's removing that judgment and actually just being really open and honest and allowing people to embrace their differences is important. Ali, when you first launched Flamingo in October, um, you guys are DTC first, but um, it was a pretty aggressive out-of-home campaign in terms of advertising. Subway takeovers, billboards, all over New York, wild postings. What was that about? Yeah, for us, I think at the heart of it, again, this is a category that's been kept in the shadows. It hasn't really been talked about. We wanted to bring it out in the open and actually lead with our product. I think how many times have you seen a razor on a giant billboard in New York City? Probably never. Um, for a women's brand to actually bring that out in the shadows and make it not feel kind of stigmatized or ashamed. It felt elevated and open and inviting. I think for us, uh, New York has always been a place where, um, you know, our earliest 
tastemakers and adopters are. And so we wanted to speak to her in places that she really goes and travels. So a lot of this was being in her world. Um, so that was a big impetus for why we did this campaign and why we started in New York. Do you think you guys are going to play it out to other cities, other markets? Yeah, I mean, it was really well received. Again, it was really fun to see kind of the organic following that grew off of that campaign um, and the conversations that I think had just by taking it out of the shadows. I got a lot of text messages from friends and people that I hadn't talked to in a while being like, I just saw this Flamingo ad on the subway and wow. Um, So I think there's definitely room to bring that conversation to other markets. In terms of who, where your woman is, you know, I know you said it's a, a, a wide swath of women from in age and in, in market. Where are other places you're seeing a lot of traction besides New York? Frankly, all over. It's actually funny. Um, our community manager will laugh because she knows I go deep on looking into who's following us and who's having these conversations all over in the South and the Midwest and California from day one. And that actually was surprising to me, too. I think... Um, you know, definitely expected, obviously, in New York, where we had the campaign to see a lot of women connecting with us. But world word traveled pretty fast. And that, I think, just speaks to the universal need of like, this is a product and a part of women's routines that are daily and in everyone's lives. And, you know, what we're doing is bringing a really amazing product at an accessible price point out into the world. And for that, there's a really big audience. How does, you know, something like an out-of-home campaign, like the one that you guys just did in October, play back to your digital strategy and your customer acquisition strategy, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, on social? Yeah, they work really hand-in-hand together. So, you know, we focused on a lot of in-real-life things, but we've also supplemented, you know, you see us on Instagram and Facebook as well. I think it's a, I think it starts with figuring out where is our woman, where do we have these conversations? Where does she want to have them? Um, you know, we had our social campaign on our own channels up from day one, too. So I think what was fun was to track a woman who saw us on a subway, took a screenshot, DM'd it to us, followed us, like, and now is having conversations off of our posts where we talk about, you know, errant hairs and, you know, waxing 101. Like, there's just a lot of that crossover that you see. A lot of other DTC brands are trying to play in this space or kind of trying to find a female-centric niche in the market. How do you um, differentiate yourselves from those? Yeah, I think, you know, Flamingo, we built it um, as a body care brand that really is focused on better meeting women's needs, thoughtfully thinking about a holistic suite of options. So not just razors, but a full suite, including wax, but also thinking about care as well. And, you know, for us, I think we came out of the impetus that there just didn't feel like women's needs were being met from what we heard from them. So how do we actually build better products and build better experience to really help them get the best results they want? I think the truth that we've heard, it's this fun stat that 84% of women would give up sex for three months if it meant not having to remove hair ever again. Um, And I think it just speaks to, you know, whether you remove hair or not, when you do choose to remove hair, you want the results you want to get. And so building great products is such an important piece of this. And so for us, that's where we really shine is thinking about how do we meet those pain points and how do we deliver on what she wants to get out of her products. Is there anything you can share in terms of what's next and other categories or, you know, launches that you guys want to play in? You know, I think we're still early and not to be coy, but we're still listening and learning and would love suggestions if you have ideas. 
Um, the great thing is how well-received products have been, and we just want to learn more from like how people are using it, what do they want next in their routines that we could give them. Perfect. Thank you so much, Allie. It was great having you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. A special thanks to Gianna Capadona, the producer of this podcast. If you enjoy the Glossy Beauty Podcast and aren't a Glossy Plus subscriber yet, it's time to consider joining to get access to all of Glossy's content, member events, ticket discounts, Slack chats, and more. Head to glossy.co slash plus and use the code PRIA25, P-R-I-Y-A 25, for 25% off an annual subscription. Don't forget to subscribe to the Glossy Beauty Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and leave us any feedback you have.